We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We gotta win a win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Denver Nuggets fans, Chicken Nuggets fans, it's your host Jenna Garcia back with another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Dang, you guys, it's been a minute. I I know it's been a minute and I'm sorry about that. You know, just a lot going on with the new year, the new um, the holidays, the Nuggets, the fact that COVID is rampant right now. Um, you know how it goes, guys. I get an episode up when I can and we're actually going to be on a new platform, but nothing... That's just behind the scenes. Nothing will change for you guys. You can still get the Chicken Nuggets anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, Of course, it's brought to you by Play Maverick Sports. Download the Play Maverick Sports betting app. It's their mobile sports book. It's super simple. The thing I like most about this sports book is just that. It's a super simple app. There's so many different sports books you can choose from nowadays, but what I like about the Play Maverick app is that it's really clear and simple. They just, um, it's not so messy. The interface is really, makes sense. It's very basic. You have your spread, your money line, your total, and then they do do some other wagers, but it's just very straightforward. Um, doesn't get too complicated. They don't offer crazy different amounts of lines or things like that. They offer you just straight up their lines. So it's not like, Some of the apps where there's all kinds of promotions or um, line changes that you can make. It can get really complicated on some of these apps when you're trying to place a bet. It's not always clear, right? Um, And that's what I like most about the Play Maverick app is just how clear it is, how straightforward the app looks, and the interface is really user-friendly. So if you want to bet on sports but you're nervous about where to start and you're not sure which app to use that's my recommendation for you they are today's podcast sponsor and we truly appreciate them like i mentioned it's been a minute since i have been in touch with y'all about the nuggets and i couldn't it couldn't have come at a a better time they've just not been playing great you know they went on the road right before the holiday um and we're able to get a few wins, and it was a it was a decent little run there. But then um, they have a few games postponed on that road trip. Uh, one against the Nets, one against the Warriors. They come back home and have a few home games, but they really haven't won at home in a long time until tonight. Tonight they get the win against the Sacramento Kings. Thank goodness, because the Kings seem to have been beating up on the Nuggets for the last several years, or at least that's how it's felt. You know, and of course, that's a special game for Mike Malone, who used to coach the Kings. That was his last coaching destination prior to coming to Denver. So we were glad to get him. We're happy that he's here uh, with us, although he's not really with us right now. He's in health and safety protocols right now. So uh, these last few games have been coached by Coach um, Popeye Jones, who has been just really fun fun to get to know and listen to, talk about basketball. You know, you really can learn something new every time and I think sometimes when we hear the same people talking about the game um, we don't get much new perspective but I've really enjoyed um, 
listening to Popeye talk about about basketball and just how he's breaking down each of these games. So we lose Malone the same day that Warriors game is canceled and or postponed, excuse me. And um, Popeye gets a win in Houston following that. He loses a couple games, loses to the Mavs, loses to the Jazz, and then gets a win tonight um, against the Kings at home. Um, you know, the Nuggets haven't been playing their best basketball in this stretch without Michael Malone. I think uh, everyone can see his value right now to this team. Um, focusing specifically on the Jazz game and that King, the Kings game tonight. The Kings win um, was all, be, hap- all of it happened in the first quarter. Everything that they did to win this game tonight happened in the first quarter. The second quarter, um, they still, you know, played all right. The third quarter, Nikola Jokic dominated for the entire thing, and the Kings only beat them by one point, right? But um, had they beaten them by any more, the fourth quarter would have been in jeopardy um, because they lose the fourth quarter. That has happened um, seven other times uh, in this season. Seven times this season have they won a quarter, tied a quarter, and lost a quarter. And then the, f- the fourth of the, the additional quarter um, kind of varied. And that's not always in that same order. Tonight, that's how it went. They won the first quarter, tied the second quarter, then lost the third quarter. But again, just by one, had that margin been larger, the fourth quarter would have been in jeopardy and, and much tougher to win for the Nuggets. Uh, it would have been a much closer game, just winning 111 to 121 tonight. Um the other seven times that this has happened where they've won, again, not necessarily in the same order, but won a quarter, tied a quarter, and lost a quarter, five other times they've lost the additional quarter. Um, and then they've, that has, every single time, that has resulted in a loss of the game. So if they lose two quarters and win one quarter and tie the other quarter, they typically lose those games. Tonight is the first time that it's ever happened where they have lost that fourth quarter, the additional quarter, and still been able to get, to eke out the win. So um, that tells me that the first quarter really, you know, that lead that they built in the first served them well. It helped them. Nicola played great in the, in the third. He just, I mean, in the whole game, he was, you know, joking around with the refs in a in his own way I don't know that they were taking it as a joke but he was definitely like messing with them showing like he wanted a call he wanted several calls he wanted he was getting beat up and bumped around a lot in the paint and I think he was frustrated with that but I appreciated the way that he decided to handle it tonight instead of just complaining like some other people on the team Faku Faku my guy just stop like, stop complaining. We get it. It's rough being your size. It's rough playing in the NBA. But please, it's just so annoying. Like, it takes away from the game. I, I just cannot stand the constant complaining. Um, but Joker decided not to complain so much, to just kind of suck it up, and to roll these guys. I think the first quarter gave him that boost of confidence. Like, he knew he was better than this team, that he could beat, beat these guys. And... Um, he did. He really did. He took over the game. Uh, the ref, like, 
Joker wanted to push the ball at one point uh, on an inbound play at the baseline, and the ref wouldn't give him the ball, like just kind of like holding it and longer than necessary, like they weren't doing anything, just let him inbound the ball. And Joker tried to take it out of his hands, and then he took it back. And so then, <laughs> then he was like, all right, well, if you guys are going to take your time, then I'm going to take my time. And he starts kind of like wiping sweat off his face and taking some deep breaths and stuff. And then the <laughs> ref goes to give him the ball. And he's just still wiping his face, like acting like he can't see him, you know. And then he's like, oh, oh are you ready now? Are you ready for me? And takes the ball, inbounds it. And after that, like, he just dominated. Like, he was like, I'm tired of you refs. You're not helping me at all. It's time for me to take control of this game myself, take it into my own hands. And dominates in the paint, um, gets a bunch of buckets. I, I haven't looked exactly at how many buckets he had just in the third quarter, and nor did I compare it to his teammates, but I'm guessing he probably had the most points in the third quarter compared to his the rest of his team. There were 11 two-pointers made in the third quarter. Um, let's see. And if we just look at Nikola Jokic, was it the third or the fourth? Yeah, it was the third. Yep, and he, had, he was three for four from two, one for one from three, and he had, he had gotten to the line four times and made three of those. So very aggressive third quarter from him. Um, and I think he was just like, I'm tired of you people. <laughs> like, I need to close this out. And I appreciate that from him because the third is rough for, for the Nuggets and it just in general. They struggle in the third quarter. Um, they have only won the third quarter 19 out of the 37 games they've played. Uh, that is tied with the first quarter, though. They only win the first 19 out of 37 times. The second quarter has been their best quarter this year, and um, the fourth, of course, has been their worst um, quarter. And and that's why I like tracking the quarters, and that's why I say like it's interesting to me that every five other times that this has happened, they haven't actually go, closed out the game. They haven't got the win. So um, it's important for them to you know recognize that that's a problem on the team and amongst themselves. I know they know it. They reference that the third quarter is difficult for them, but it's not so much just the third. Yeah, they come out with some bad defense after the half. That's that's definitely part of it, and their shots don't fall because they, they fall out of rhythm. Um, but the fourth quarter has been even worse, even worse, uh, as, at least on a season whole sample. Um, the fourth quarter is their worst quarter of all, so... Um, I was very, very nervous that they were not going to actually close this win out against the Kings when they opened on such a big run. So glad that they did. Obviously, the offense dominated. Um, and you got some good minutes from the secondary. You know, uh, Faku and Austin Rivers both had were plus um, big numbers tonight. I think Austin was like plus 15 and Faku might have been like plus 10, which is kind of crazy, surprising to me, I guess. Um, from the starters, AG was pretty low on the plus-minus tonight. He did not have the, his best game. He's feeling pretty sick. He looked very sick at the Utah game. Like, Harrison, Wind, and I were both like, what's wrong with AG? He's, like, having a really hard time breathing. But has tested negative. It's a non-COVID-related illness um, and ended up playing tonight. I really didn't think he was going to. 
I gotta say, I have a little bit of beef with Bones after this game. Um, he played a good game. If you're looking at just like the box score, let's say, then you're gonna be like, well, why even be mad at Bones? He played a good game. And he really did um, pick it up in the fourth quarter too. Like his contributions in the fourth made up for some of his contributions in the third, but he just, I felt like he was over dribbling in the third. I felt like the ball was in his hands too long. And um, I also bet money on the third, okay? I thought the third quarter that the, the Nuggets were going to win that quarter. It looked like to me when Jokic started going off, I was like, no, I think I think they're going to they're going to close this out. And um, it's not like Sacramento was shooting all that great um, all night. So um, they did shoot much better in the second half. But uh, yeah, I didn't think that they were going to outscore Nicola. And it ended up closing at 31 to 30. So I was almost, almost hit that at least pushed. I, I wanted it to push at least. But, but unfortunately, at the end of that third quarter, there was just some very sloppy basketball. They allowed several offensive rebounds um, on one of the final possessions. Like, please do not let Tristan Thompson get offensive rebounds against you. You know, I mean, how can you, how can you let that happen? He's a good basketball player. He's all right, but like, come on. They let him get like three or two or three in a row. And, you know, there were a couple turnovers, um, because of Bones over dribbling the basketball. Um, so I do think like, I was a bit, I was like, dang, he lost me. He lost me money tonight. But overall, his offense was, was good. And I think everybody liked what they saw from Bones. He was a plus 10. And obviously Jeff Green, plus 15 tonight. He had a very good offensive night. Um, I really like what he contributes on the offensive side of the ball um, more than anywhere else, I guess. Not that his defense is all that bad. He does a pretty good job. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that they got a win at home. It's been a while. It's been a minute since they've gotten a win at home. They haven't had a very consistent streak lately. Another trend that I'm really noticing with this team is the fact that um, the first shot of the game, the first shot of the game, they, they typically run the same play. Same play. Watch it every game. Um, if Will Barton is on the floor, they go to Will Barton to get him warm first. And he typically gets a gets a look. Whoever gets the the jump ball typically gets a first look. And the Nuggets do win the jump quite often. In fact, in their last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, eight games, right? Their last eight games, um, six of those games, the Nuggets have gotten the first shot and missed. On um, Monte Morris missed a two, Jokic missed a two twice, Rivers missed a three, Barton missed a three twice, and the other two times... And they gave up the jump, and an opponent got up a shot first, and it and it hit for three. Both times they were threes for the, their opponent. Not only that, but the other um, six times where the Nuggets got a shot up first, only one time um, did an opponent hit for a two after that. They typically miss their first shot and then allow an opponent three 
for the first shot of the game to open. I just think that that's like a really bad rhythm to a bad foot to start on. Um, you know, you're get, letting them get warm. You're letting them see the ball go through the hoop right out the gate. And you're kind of setting yourself up for like, okay, now I got to play a lot of defense. And you don't have Michael Malone here to remind you about how to play the, that defense. I'm glad Jordy's back and, and able to be the defensive coach there, uh, you know, that he is for this team. But just they, they, you could tell they needed it. You could really tell. And I'm glad that he's back. Uh, although, um, obviously, I think Malone, I think we all can see that Malone not being present for some of these games makes a difference. And hopefully that makes fans value him. He's been a great coach, you know. I know we have really high standards as fans for, for our coaches, right? Because we want to win. And the craziest part is that I think Michael Malone wants to win more. <laughs> I'm almost positive that he wants to win more than I want to win. And I really, really hate losing. Like, I faked that I was tired to go to bed once just because I was losing in a card game. And I didn't want the other person to know I was losing or realize that I was losing. So I just was like, yeah, it was, you know, time to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed now. Um, so I'm competitive as hell. But I think Michael Malone is more competitive. And I'm sure there's been a few of these games that he's been sitting at home watching and um, wishing. Obviously, I'm sure all of them he wishes he could be there. But there's got to be a couple that have been uh, been very frustrating for him. I can only imagine. Um, so now that the Nuggets are a little bit more on track, you know, they got a win. And they're, I, I just feel like they needed to see a win at home. They need to go into some of that momentum. They will be going on the road for a quick two-game uh, road trip. They have to go back to OKC. Um, and play the Thunder, and then they'll they'll hit LA for the Clippers. So it won't be two easy games. I hope Coach Malone is back by then. Um, but then they get to come home for a a pretty long homestand, a good chunk of time, and they really haven't had that in a while. So I think that that will be very beneficial for them. For the second segment, though, I wanted to, I told y'all I I promised y'all that we would go through. Um, New Year's resolutions like we do every year. And this year, you know, I didn't have a guest on for this episode. It's way more fun when I do because other people are funnier than I am. But I figured I would just run through it real quick. We're going to start, and I'm not going to do all the guys, you know. I'll do just a handful of them. Probably not anybody who is necessarily out I guess, or maybe some of the guys who are just just gotten here, like Carlick Jones. But Austin Rivers is up first for his New Year's resolution. Um, and obviously, this is just me joking around and me make, making a joke about about New Year's resolutions. I'm sure these guys actually set really important goals for their lives and for their careers, like all of us do in our personal lives, right? And hopefully, we're not just doing it at the New Year. We're doing it all the time. But Austin Rivers, I, I really think he needs, his New Year's resolution needs to be to not stand still. Or maybe maybe not even dribble the ball. I love Austin River, Rivers' offense when he is cutting and on the move. If he doesn't dribble the ball, 
he's so much more successful like dribbling through the paint cutting through the paint Nicola's gonna find him please stop dribbling the ball Austin it just doesn't serve you well I'm, I'm just being honest man like <laughs> for real um Devon Reed I guess for his New Year's resolution it's got to be you know be smarter with your fouls he gives up has given up several fouls and I know that he's just out there to play defense more, more than anything and to be a spark on offense I guess but he hasn't really been shooting that well as of late and you know the less you foul the more you can be out there and I just want him to get a chance to show his stuff to the whole NBA and hopefully get a get a contract after this I think he's on another 10 day but I can't keep track anymore <laughs> um let's see here no I'll skip Zeke I'll skip skip Jamal you know he's he's setting lots of goals and he looks like he's really working hard he probably doesn't need any new resolutions um let's see here I'm not even gonna give one like Nicola I, he does I can't give him a resolution like that's like asking him to do more than what he already does um and I, I can't ask for that Faku Faku's resolution is very easy for me please zip the lip Faku come on it's just too much it's just like I don't mind complaining about a bad a bad call in fact I like to complain about a bad call I will I like to talk trash I like to get in people's ear when I play but you know at some point it almost just like like takes your mind off of the game it takes you away from what your what your really your purpose is you know and Faku is so successful when he is like focused and locked in and I get it it's got to be frustrating he does get knocked around a lot and probably takes more bumps than he should there are plenty of calls that I think um he argues um that I agree with and as of recent there's been a lot of a lot of complaining about calls that I would say he's just not not quite understanding the maybe the new rule I'm sure he understands it but just like in the moment he's not realizing that that's what's happening or if he saw it I'm sure you know on replay he'd be like okay yeah and he's probably definitely getting hit you know and bumped that's why he's saying it's a foul um so yes Aaron Gordon, oof, I want Aaron Gordon's uh, New Year's resolution to be self-care because, you know, he did sit out a few games with um, some soreness in his hamstring and I, I feel like his lower back has been hurting him and stuff, but um, obviously it's all connected, you know, and he's dunking and things like that, like vert is always going to be running, you always feel in your lower back, but um he was sick and he still played tonight you know Aaron Gordon to me comes off as this guy who's who's very dedicated to his team he's not gonna miss a game unless he's sick like sick sick he can't play and he did sit out a few games but I just you know like I don't want him to over push himself obviously if he played tonight he thought he could play tonight and his team um cleared him to play so I'm not questioning that by any means I'm just saying like it's all right AG we got this sometimes, you know, and, and to be honest, you didn't even play good tonight. So maybe if you had rested, it would have been worth it, right? Like that's what the world is telling me about you. <laughs> that's what the world is really trying to tell, trying to tell AG. But, um, 
he looked really sick, man, at the jazz game. Like he was very huffing and puffing after very little running. Like both Harrison and I were like, yeah, something's not right there. We're not sure what it is, but something is not right. Busy Bones, I guess, I think his New Year's resolution should be to keep dancing. You know, he, he danced, he did a little shimmy tonight after a basket and I thought, that that was fun you know and he kind of let loose and I think that that's when he probably plays the best is when he's not so so stuck in his head and focused and um it's got to be hard man to be a rookie you know coach coach Popeye made a couple comments about him not knowing the whole playbook even um last week and I I it came off to me like like that offended Bones because he felt he said no I know the playbook you know, and so just his facial expressions, I guess, I, I'm i going off of, uh, it seemed like it bothered him, like his coach, that his coach has said that, one of his coaches, you know, and that's a comment that Mike Malone would never say, I feel like, so that's Popeye just being really honest, um, and maybe Popeye doesn't know too, you know, like what Bones knows because of their roles being changed, like in, at the last second here, um, Jamichael Green, oh my gosh. I I could think of a few New Year's resolutions for J. Mike. J. Mike is so good at calming everybody down when they're mad. Like, he went up to Faku, too, and was like, man, I know it's a foul. Just chill. Let it go, you know? J. Mike is, seems like a great teammate. He's, uh, Nicolo says that he wants to play with him for the rest of his life, so his left, rest of his career. So, um, obviously, he's J. Mike has something um, that's good. Because Nicola, I feel like, can identify a, a player, a good player and a smart player. And so, but I just feel like, I guess I liked what he brought tonight on offense. Um, maybe he's the same as as uh, Rivers. Just, you, you know what, not even. I want Michael to just rebound the basketball. Like, I just want that to be his only thing. Just rebound. Rebound and play defense. That's all you do. All day, every day, you know, just stay focused, stay in your lane. That's all. That's all. Bull, bull, dang, dang. <laughs> bull honestly has been giving so much more effort. Like the last few games that he's gotten in, he's actually put in some really good effort. I'm curious. He didn't play tonight, um, and I'm kind of curious if that's because. Fans keep making it seem like he's a, the mascot of the team, when, you know, chanting for him to get in the game and stuff. And I don't think he wants to go in when y'all are chanting like that. Like, I think he just wants to be, like, an actual contributor to this team or to whatever team that he's on. So, um, I guess my my New Year's resolution to bowl would be just own your, like, own it. This is where you are. Own the fans. They love you. I know it doesn't feel the way that you want it to feel. It wouldn't feel that way to me either. And I get it, but they don't get it, you know? And, um, I think if he just, like, he embraces who he is as a player, he will actually be more successful, uh, for the rest of the season. So I really liked what I've seen from Bones over the last couple games. Uh, from Bowl, excuse me, um, over the last couple games, I think that he's done pretty good. I was shocked. Uh, I think it was the Jazz or the Mavs. Maybe it was the Mavs. There were like, he was in their eye on some of these def defensive plays, and they still got 
got a couple buckets, so I was shocked because he was he was playing good defense and they still made a couple shots. Um, Will Barton. Hmm. A New Year's resolution for Will. Nah. Will's good, I think. You know, he just I just want him to stay healthy, so don't overdo it, Will. We need you to stay healthy. There's so few of them. Few players, and yeah, so we still, Vlatko has gone out with a a broken bone in his foot. Corneli is in health and safety protocols. PJ Dozier, obviously, the ACL tear. Uh, then you have Marcus Howard, who's out with an, a knee strain, I believe. Um, and then you got Jamal Murray out with the ACL. And Michael Porter Jr. out with his back. I do want to quickly just address one thing about Michael Porter Jr. Uh, at the Jazz game, I tweeted about how I saw Michael Porter Jr. courtside with no mask on. And honestly, I didn't think it was going to get that much, like, run, to be real. Like, I tweet about way cooler stuff than that, you guys. Like, please follow my Twitter, but um, that is not all you'll find there. You know, but it was factual. He was courtside without his mask on. And there is, like, a rampant increase in cases right now. Not just in the NBA, but, like, across our country. And, um, you know, my take on the whole thing and is that we're doing it. Like, clearly this is not ever going to get better because we have to literally put each other first in order for it to, to get better. And nobody wants to do that. And I get it. Like, being a superstar athlete means that you never put anybody else first. Like, give me the ball, right? And MPJ has that kind of, like, killer, or I don't know if it's a killer instinct, but it's, like, you know, a bit selfish uh, type player. He wants the ball in his hands, but that's also what it takes to be a superstar. You have to know that the ball should be in my hands because I'm the best player on this floor. Um... And when I say that, like, that's what it takes to be a superstar, like, Jokic flashes in my face, right? Because he's very unselfish. LeBron, very unselfish. But at the end of the game, I guess I'm saying, you know, like, you want to be the guy with the ball in your hands. And Jokic is that guy. And LeBron is that guy. But they're, they're very unselfish throughout the game. I guess I'm just saying, you know, like, I get that there's this, like, parallel universe of what being an athlete is. And yet society is, like right now um you know we need to do this for each other wear a mask to protect me not to protect yourself wear get vaccinated not to protect you know to protect yourself and to protect others um and mpj wearing a mask not wearing a mask like i saw a lot of comments oh his his teammates probably don't even care i don't know i don't know do you think they might care if they have an outbreak and it sets them up for to be, you know, a nine seed and not the five seed. Uh, it sets them up where they have to face the Lakers in the first round, or or potentially the Mavs in the first round. You know, like I feel like if we're if we're really thinking about it, yeah, probably do his teammates still love him? You know, are they still friends? Yes, but do they care if it eventually affects the way um, they're able to play the game? I think they would, you know, I think they want to compete 
and they're all competitive that's why they're on this basketball team that's why they've made it as far as they they have you know and ag warmed up the other day with his mask on full warm-up like if you've ever watched ag warm up before a game he gets a full-on sweat going like it's a workout and he still wore his mask for the whole thing he didn't have to everybody else on the floor did but Players could warm up without their mask. They, you know, stagger their warm-up times and do other things so that there's uh, enough social distancing to allow that. And he still wore his mask to protect his teammates, to protect the people on the floor, and to do his part, right? So, like, I get it. You know, y'all hate me. I'm a tattletale and, like, leave MPJ alone. It doesn't even matter. The CDC doesn't even care. Okay, okay. And I still think when you're part of a team, like you do things to keep the team healthy. And for somebody who's going to be definitely sidelined for the rest of the season, I feel like it's the least he could do. Smallest contribution he could give. And that's all I'll say about that. I really appreciate you all listening to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on the Denver Stiffs network. Please check out everything we do at Denver Stiffs. There's tons of great articles, um, lots of good information to get here so check it out every day and of course download the play maverick sports uh, mobile sports book and start betting today from the comfort of your own home you know and of course follow me for any bets you're looking for at vita viva diva twitter instagram tiktok everywhere you can find me and i'll be back soon with another episode of the chicken nuggets podcast Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.